Food Heals Nation, what have you been doing lately when it comes to truly caring for your skin? Have you tried any of the light therapy facials or the LED masks? I've shared on this show how I use lasers to completely remove my brown spots in the past, and I love anything that can help me with wrinkles or blemishes or redness or scars. I find a lot of great products on YouTube that I test out, and I've just discovered a new brand. It's called Lima, and when you see the before and afters on YouTube, you're going to be a convert too. They are changing the way that you care for your skin on actually a profoundly scientific level. This is the Lima laser. It's the world's most powerful clinic grade cosmetic laser device and the only laser FDA cleared for at home use. Why this is important is because I was spending, I'm not going to tell you how much, way too much money years ago when I was getting rid of those brown spots when I was really healing my skin. And now This same type of technology is available at home, and I'm here for it. I am so excited. So this is a near-infrared laser light that penetrates deep into the dermis, simultaneously working on your fat, muscle, and bone to give you like a non-surgical facelift. It transforms your skin. It helps skin issues like wrinkles, sagging, blemishes, pigmentation, redness, breakouts, and scars. And it does this with zero damage, zero pain, and zero downtime. And I remember the lasers that I used to do, they did have some downtime, so this is great. Make sure to check out some of the before and after photos on the website so you can see what I'm talking about. They have YouTube videos too. But the reason it's groundbreaking is it uses that near-infrared low-level light technology, which is completely cold and painless, and it's 100 times more powerful than an LED. And the craziest part is you can even use it with a full face of makeup. So check it out for yourself. Visit lima.life. L is for live. Y is for younger. M is for masterful. A is for approved, and learn more about the Lima Laser. If you're interested in trying one today, you can sign up for their newsletter. Tell them that Food Heals sent you, and please let me know if you order one. I want to hear about your results. Again, it's lima.life, L-Y-M-A dot life. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. 
And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 285. When my daughter was born, I was like, oh my goodness. Like something got unlocked in my DNA. You just become a whole new person. You feel the fullest range of the human experience. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining us. I'm Allison Melody, and today you may recognize him from shows like Heroes and Justified. He works to create media that promotes wellness, fitness, and consciousness with his wife, Jamie. We're chatting with plant-powered actor and brand new dad, James Kyson, with our co-host, Ashley, who is an Italy OG. She came on both Italy trips and she helps wellness entrepreneurs build the businesses of their dreams as an attorney. But first, Food Heals Nation, exciting news. My book, Food Heals, is about to hit the shelves. That's right, Food Heals goes live on Thursday. That's December 12th. 1212. It will be at the lowest price point we will ever offer. I hope that you will check it out. I could not be more excited for this. Thank you for everyone who contributed a story. Thank you to everyone in the Food Heals Nation Facebook group who voted on the subtitle. You guys really helped me break it down. So here's what we ended up with. So the book is called Food Heals colon. So here's the subtitle. Physical, Emotional, and Spiritual Stories to Nourish Your Soul and Transform Your Health. And it's just a beautiful anthology of healing stories from people all across the globe who have healed themselves of chronic degenerative diseases holistically with diet, nutrition, with alternative medicine, with mindset, by you know cultivating a spiritual practice, an emotional healing practice, by adding wellness tools to that healing toolbox I always talk about. And my goal is that it inspires you or a loved one that you can get healthy too, that there is a path for you, that there's always hope, and that a healing miracle is truly always possible. I know that you're going to love hearing a lot of the stories from some really cool people like John Sally, Amy Valpone, Dr. Stephen Cabral, Leslie Durso, Adam Shively, Sophie Uliano, Vince Leah, Whitney Lauritsen, Jason Robel, Sahara Rose, Joe Cross, so many more. So many incredible plant-powered stories and just stories that will warm your heart. It would make a great gift for anyone in your life who's struggling with their health and just needs a little inspiration, a little motivation, a little push, and some belief, you know, some hope that they're going to make it, that they're going to be okay, that there are ways for the body to heal. And that's fully the intention of this book is to share more stories with you. You know, that's what the podcast is for. That's what the book is for as well, just to have something tangible in your hands. 
I know for me growing up, I loved having a good book in my hands and especially around the holidays when there was a lot of downtime. You know, now I'm sure everyone's on their cell phones on Instagram, but I really remember just drinking a hot chocolate by the fire, reading a good book. And I still do that. I still love my books. I love reading. And if you do too, or a loved one in your life does too, please think about this as a gift for yourself or for someone else. So on 12-12, it'll be released. Go to Amazon, check it out. And of course, I have a bonus for you because that's how I roll. If you purchase the book anytime between Thursday to Monday, you will get my brand new Five Steps to Food Freedom course free. All you have to do is email your receipt that you purchased the book to info at foodhealsnation.com. Once I get your receipt, then I will send you your free course. The course covers five ways to end emotional eating Drop the body shame and create a loving relationship with food and your body and lose the weight for good. So check that out. It would mean so much to me if you got the book. I'm adding that bonus if you get it between 12-12 Thursday and Monday. All right. Thanks for listening to that. Next up, my interview with James. The Food Hills Podcast starts now. She is an attorney who represents wellness entrepreneurs who's passionate about helping others grow their business while protecting their interests. She's also our Food Heals Italy OG who came to Italy both years. Please welcome our co-host, Ashley. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm grateful to have you. Thanks for coming into town and co-hosting Food Heals. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime I can get to LA, it's a good thing. Yes, you belong here. (laughs) And he is an actor, a husband, and new dad whose passion is to create media that promotes wellness, fitness, and consciousness. He was voted by BuzzFeed as a top 10 Asian American leading man. Please welcome James to the show. Hi there. By the way, I was doing like a silent like applause when Ashley was being introduced. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I'm super grateful to have both of you here today. James, you ran here. I mean, that is commitment to fitness. Well, you know, I thought this podcast is about wellness, so I need to embody it, right? Am I the first guest who's like ran to... I think so. You know, to be interviewed. Yeah. No one else has ran here and told me about it. Yes. People have shown up sweaty, but it's LA, so you never know. (laughs) Um, We're going to do a workout session after this, so I'm just going to like... Are you going to work us out? (laughs) Are you going to show me? Me and Ashley are going to go grab some wine, and then James is going to work us out. We're going to do wine, wellness, and working out. Oh, Awesome. And make smoothies? Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm going to be here for like the next 20 hours. So (laughs) we won't let you leave until we do all the things. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, first of all, I just want to start with congratulations because you're a brand new dad. Thank you so much. Well, it's not brand new anymore, but it's newer. She's turning 10 months next week. Okay. Yeah. So it's almost a year. Yeah. But whoa, it's been a whirlwind. It's, it's been the greatest joy of my life and like yeah. the biggest journey of my life. And I've had some big journeys, but this one is like, woo. <laughs> Did you know you could love like that? Oh my God. You know, it's so funny because I mean, when I met my wife, so we went out on our first date and fell in love in like the first 15 minutes, you know? Wow. And like literally she moved in, you know, three weeks later and we got like engaged like less than a year later, married nine months later. And so. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so magical. for me, and that's never happened before, right? So for me, I'm like, man, like this, like my love for my wife is just, you know, it's just something that I've never experienced before. But then when my daughter was born, I was like, oh my goodness. Mm. Like something got unlocked in my DNA. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is like. I don't know. You just become a whole new person. 
yeah. you know? And it's such a cliche because people are like, oh, you didn't know what love was until, you know, you have your baby in your arms and, and stuff like that. But I, I think it just, my container just feels so stretched, like, shh, like in everywhere, you know? So love, like the highest of emotions, but also like, you know, like the hardest of challenges, you know, like the pain, everything, so. Well, cliches exist for a reason, totally. right? Totally. It's it's the most magical thing being a parent. It's yeah. it's wonderful. I've got two kids. Yes. Oh my god. And it does it it does stretch you and mm-hmm. at every phase you learn and you grow and man, it is such a gift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like the fullest range of the human experience. Mm-hmm. You know? Because yeah, because you feel the highest of joys but also like you know, like when I was away, I was in Norway away from my baby for like 11 days. It's the longest I've been away. And literally day three, I was feeling heartaches, Aww. like physical pain in my heart that I've never really experienced before, you know? And I've missed my wife before, but this was like a different level of pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just like that level of anxiety of like, oh my God, what if like she falls where, you know, lost her in a ledge and I had to like jump after her and like the craziest of fears <laughs> come into your thoughts and you're like, where is this coming from? But I, you know, it's just like literally just the full range of the human experience. Well, so vulnerable too, to look yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you go into parenthood having all these expectations of what it's going to be, right? Is there anything mm. that surprised you about this change in your life? Oh my God, um, so many things. <laughs> it's so funny because like I'm a type A too, you know, I'm all about efficiency, productivity. And I thought, you know, be birth. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to kind of like space out three months and really dedicated to putting this project and, you know, start writing the book and, you know, yada, yada. And like, I start creating like visions for my own podcast. You know, I have some friends who are about to have kids and I tell all my new dads, like, consider this like your new startup for like the first year. I bet. You know? Yeah. It's a like great way dedicate to your Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and these guys are entrepreneurs and they speak that language. And I'm like, you've started 15 apps. Like consider this your new app for the next like two years that will take up <laughs> like your, all of your energy focus. And also like you need to be there for your partner in like every way. Like, cause <laughs> I was just hiking with a friend of mine. I think he, his baby is like do any day now. And literally I'm like, whatever you think it is, 100 exit you're all about scaling, right? Like, he's like, wow, like he got that when I spoke that language. Because you and Jamie, like Ashley and I are highly creative. You have multiple things going on. You're acting, you're building businesses, you're building careers. Jamie is a beautiful singer. She is doing the essential oil thing, which I'm obsessed with. And Mm -hmm. you guys are both building things while you're building this family at the same time. How do you make time for all of it? Yeah, I... Had to learn how to be really clear mm-hmm. with what are my priorities and what is valuable in my life. And I think, you know, they say both death and birth are very clarifying. And it's so funny too, because in the past two years, you know, I probably lost about like four people that I've worked with, you know, and there were, you know, on the older side, some of them were like in their fifties or sixties and not that old. Right. And, and some were like really surprising, like, you know, she was on set and then she got a migraine and next thing you know, she had a brain aneurysm and next day when it was pronounced dead. And, and so, oh. yeah, and a lot of them were like honored and like, you know, those memoriams that you see on like uh, during the Oscars or, you know, during the Globes and, and you're like, oh my God, we see those every year. But then now to know yeah. some of those faces, not just from like a television, but like mm-hmm. having work with them, like, wow, well, it was like a different feeling. And 
it just each one just reminded me like you really got to appreciate every moment for what it is and also really be clear about how you want to live it you know yeah and, and birth has done the same thing for me and there's just not a lot of time to waste and you realize okay obviously my wife and my child and my family is important for me what are the things that i really want to create in my life and you, you get know. really clear because you can't not because your time is more limited now. Is that correct? So I mean, I'm not a parent much. yet, but this yeah. is what I hear from my parental and entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really had no idea how much time it really takes up. Like my wife went to Salt Lake City last week for, uh, you know, she was at a conference for doTERRA, mm -hmm. right? And so I literally had the baby for 24-7 for three days straight. And literally from 6.30 in the morning to 7 o'clock at night, every second was accounted for. Because I'm either, you know, feeding, prepping, cleaning, picking up stuff. And then her first nap, you know, I was driving to the zoo. And you know what I mean? Second nap, I'm driving back. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, and like peed on, pooed on. And, you know, like literally washing her, washing myself. <laughs> and first day, day one, I had my first meal at 7 p.m. Day two, I had my first shower at 8 p.m. And it's just, you know, but I welcomed those experiences because I want to be in that experience, you know, and also it gave me so much appreciation for my wife. You know, even though we co-parent, you know, she does get to spend a lot more time with her. And I think there's a lot of work that she does that I probably am not privy to, you know, just because I'm, you know, away working or on set or whatever. It's funny because uh, my wife and I, we had an idea for a show, you know, a couple of years ago called The Swap, where really like literally like partners get to like live in each other's lives for a week, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, it's like the ultimate empathy exercise, right? And yeah. like, that was that for me. And I don't know, I feel like every dad should experience that. But anyways, this whole year has been an education on what it means to just be responsible for another human being. And there's an evolution to that too, by the yeah. way, that, that fear, that thing that catches you mm -hmm. in your throat. Oh my gosh, what if that vulnerability, oh it God. doesn't stop after year one or yeah. year two, it yeah. just keeps going. And then when they start to share their ideas with you, man, it just pushes you and makes you grow even more. So I'm excited for what's coming for you and your wife. Yeah, thank yeah. you. It's so funny because she already, like she has such a big personality, you know, and already like not even 10 months, you know, she's crawling, she's moving. I could see her trying to impose her will, you know, like, you know, even as a, and she can't, she doesn't have words yet, but she like, speaks her emotions and ideas you know and she kind of lets us know like what's going on and she's not even walking yet you know so i can't imagine when she's like walking and moving everywhere i feel like i have to have like a, a leash on her waist and i can't even think about you know when she's old enough actually dropping her off at school and then like people we don't know are now like responsible for her and like like i don't even know how that will feel and and so you're right i just feel like i'm at such a beginning of like this huge journey that's just going to go on for a while you know Okay, so let's move on a little bit to your background and how you got here. You know, we're here in LA, the mecca of talent in Hollywood. And I was just at the Emmys bawling during what we were just talking about, the in-memorial part. Like, yeah. literally, I was You were at the bawling. Emmys? Yeah. Oh, my God. So crazy. I mean, I was in I was in this section sitting with um, John Oliver's entire crew. Okay. And 
he won twice. They won yeah. two different awards and they were screaming and crying. And I, it was so emotional, all the moments. I just cried the yeah. whole time because what happens is those moments remind you of your own trauma and like bring up stuff. And, sure, sure. Yeah. But, anyways, what I wanted to talk about was had a little you been bit about, to it before? Or was it I've never first been time? to the Emmys. Yeah. No, I'd been to the People's Choice Awards, yeah. which is not as moving. <laughs> it was fun. It was yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super Isn't fun. Isn't it interesting to just kind of like be in that atmosphere too? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. so many creatives all in one spot and everyone right. is working towards something that they care about like it's really cool everyone has a story to tell everyone in media is a storyteller right yeah like i think all actors are storytellers because they wouldn't be into it if they didn't feel like they had an emotional story to tell through their work and same with screenwriters and directors and you know everyone on set has a story no matter yeah. what and i think that's like Part of the magic. So you're most well known, I believe, for your role on Heroes. Mm -hmm. And then you've been on so many other shows that people would recognize, like Justified and NCIS and mm -hmm. all of the things. So tell us a little bit about your journey, how you got into it, and like what drives you. Yeah. I was, so I went to school in Boston. And mm -hmm. my last year there, uh, I was introduced to improv which is short for improvisation and um never heard of it i didn't even no. know such a thing existed <laughs> and they went and just like fell in love with it i'm like you could do this this is like a thing you know and even though i grew up in new york city i hadn't really been around that scene you know and ucb wasn't really around or prominent then it just kind of blew my mind and then so when i came to la that's where I kind of started, you know, so I kind of went, through, I was around some of the different schools and groups and, um, you know, I was in a couple of teams and, and was performing. And so comedy was just kind of like a permission for me to just be big and ridiculous. Yeah. And so that's where I started. And, um, like 2003, I somehow got a word of like my first TV audition through this theater company that I was with. And it was a CBS show called Jack. It's what NCIS eventually spun, spun up about. Jack. Yeah, I was yeah. Obsessed. It's about attorneys from like you know um, in the well, because she's an attorney. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Who was who was the the head of it? The bald guy. I had such a crush on him. Yeah, the older uh, guy. Was, you mean the older guy? Yeah. Or? Yeah, not Harm, but yeah, the other yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I, I think total he fan. Was, I wonder if he was in my episode. So anyway, yeah. so. Like, I had no idea how Hollywood worked, you know, then, or like how television or film, you know, I was doing plays and I was doing like shows for like kids. And I was just like really like having fun, just like being on stage, you know, for the first time and, and performing and, and, you know, kind of like getting paid here and there. And yeah. You know, I went to the audition three days later, they asked me to come back. And like, literally, I had a friend who was like recurring on ER, just almost be my mentor, I guess. He was telling <laughs> me like how auditions work and then you're going to go back and wear the same thing and there's going to be more people in the room. Anyways, like the whole thing was like an education and I ended up being cast, you know, and I wasn't even in the union because you have to be in Screen Actors right, Guild, right. you know, when you work here. So like CBS did a thing called Taft-Hartley, which basically like yep. paid a fine for me to join the union so that I could do the show. And I remember it was like this one day, but I was like in four scenes and we ended up having like a 20 hour day in Valencia. Mm -hmm. And and I just remember being on set and I treated it like, you know what, I'm just gonna like watch and learn. And, mm -hmm. and so like I soaked up and like took in everything. And I remember doing lunchtime, I was sitting with just a bunch of the actors on a show and there was an actor named Ron Canada, who uh, African-American actor and, and uh, I think he happened to be part of that episode. And I remember just sitting next to him. I might be getting this, Jag or West Wing confused, but I just remember sitting next to him on one of my first jobs and he was just telling me stories about being in the business and yeah. being an actor and, and so anyway. So that was like my first sort of start, you know? And 
I had a lot of beginner's luck. Ended up like, you know, booking like the first four out of like the five auditions. And then, you know, two and a half years later, like I was on Heroes, which was a show on NBC. And it was like the first network pilot that I read for. So a lot of my training kind of came like on the job for me. Yeah. I worked on set for years and I have amazing, funny stories, but I wasn't even an actor. I was a stand-in, a PA. Like I would just get people's coffee. I would just do whatever I wow. had to do when yeah. I was in college. Like yeah. that's what happened. That's how I started. Yeah. And I didn't go into acting and I've got great stories. So I'm just wondering like, what are some of like the amazing behind the scenes stories that you could tell us? I feel like every single project that I've been on was just like a, a learning step towards the next thing, you know? Always, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say for me, Hero is just, you know, because we had like a five-year run, I consider it my graduate school in television just uh -huh. because uh -huh. it was a big scale show. You know, I was still so green and everyone on the show came from either other TV shows or having a film career. So I definitely felt like the rookie, you know, on like an all-star team. And yeah. so I, I really went in with a learning mindset and you know i think there were over 250 people working on the show at any given that was time a big wow, show. yeah so we had i think four or five sound stages at sunset gower you know cool. the fourth season we had a whole carnival set on uh, universal studios on the lot and so it taught me how many different departments have to work together to create something you know yeah. even the fact that like everything that we saw on a camera lens had to be manufactured by someone, you yeah. know, whether a prop or every clothing item. And like that concept was foreign to me because I didn't grow up around the business. So entertainment was just a thing that we just kind of consumed, you know, and yeah. I didn't grow up around any sort of family or community that like, people talked about going into entertainment. So literally like the whole process was so new for me. So everything was fascinating. So like working with the special effects department and the visual effects and our show was comp this like really interesting combination of like high tech and low tech. So like literally like, you know, we would be on harnesses and like be on wires and sometimes like do different stunts and stuff like that. And then there was like a green screen that like, okay, now it's New York city or now it's like Tokyo, Japan. I, my friend's character froze time. So when we froze time, we literally had to like freeze and like not blink. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was just like such a like funny, weird combination of like, you know, we're literally spending like millions of dollar prep episode and you have to like stay still you know what I mean like to get the shot do you have to pinch yourself sometimes like this is my life I'm you know yeah yeah so in the show there were so many different storylines that took place in different countries now everything was shot in LA and obviously different parts of like Southern California but we would literally be like the alleyways of like New York City, you know, and then I'll go home and then, you know, like get up like 10 hours later, I'll be back on set. And then some, I don't know who, but, you know, a group of people like transformed it, the alleyways of like Tokyo or, or like India. And I'm like, when did they do this? Like, who's, you know what I mean? So it just blew my mind just seeing production and how TV worked. And, and then also realizing like, we're just one part of like a thousand spokes of the wheel and mm. like how like every job is important. So like really learn to respect, you know, the people who, you know, make the tables and the cups and the glasses and the people who are drawing like the paintings and the comic books who are in the scene and Every job is important on set and it requires everyone to show up for like this to work. So you are a person who, like Ashley and I, you are highly conscious, you're into fitness, you're into being as plant-based as you can. So I would ask you like, 
how do you keep up the energy for all of the things? Because I know even Ashley and I were talking about this earlier, like running our businesses and keeping up with fitness and family and everything that we are all have the responsibilities for. And in the acting world, you're working. I mean, when I was on set, 12 hours a day was the minimum that we would work. And like, it was 14, 16, 18 hours. And then you only had in North Carolina, I don't know what it is in LA, actually, but I think we had eight hours in between. So you would have to drive home, get home, put yourself to sleep. And within eight hours, you had to be on set the next day, yeah. which means you only get six hours of sleep, maybe. Yeah. So how do you eat healthy, work out, stay in touch with the family, not burn out? Like, can you give us some of that advice and wisdom? Yeah, or, totally. or the magic wand that you have hidden in your back pocket. Totally right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you're exhausted the whole time, you burn out and you're never going back. I don't know. You no, totally. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about too, because even in LA where it just seems Green Actors Guild, like the turnaround is 12 hours. And then sometimes you're like, you might be an hour from set. Yeah, so you go home exactly. by the time like you wind down and yeah. like you could barely get like seven, eight hours and then you got to come back to work. So, but I would say I, I've had to learn the concept of self-care yeah. and knowing like, okay, me as a machine and a system, like what are the things that I really need for me to function, mm-hmm. you know, the best way possible. And it took me a while to like really learn that, you know, and the, sort of the food knowledge or relationship to food that I have now, like I I think that took like a decade of like different trial and error, experimentation, learning different things and and going to places like the Optimum Health Institute and then like having my mind blown and feeling like, oh my God, I thought I was healthy, but there were so many things that I didn't know about, like when to drink water, food combining, you Mm -hmm. know, and the dirty dozen versus the clean 15 and and just things like that, (laughs) you know, that I have to be mindful of. So for me, like it always starts with my body, you know, and proper rest, sleep, but also just um, creating a morning ritual that is so important for me. And it's so funny too, because like I'm so on it. And even like this week, I realized I've been kind of getting off of it, you know, and just feeling the need to like getting back on it, you know. What is your ritual? Yeah, so it's a combination of movement, meditation, and I mean, some people call it mantra, but for me, it's just kind of like a combination of like visioning or some kind of like, uh, certain thoughts or reminders of like, okay, this is what my life is about. Or yeah. These are the things that I'm grateful for. You know, these are the things that I want to create today. And then just having written down, you know, certain things that this is kind of like my focus or purpose for the next three months or this year, or these are the visions for the marriage that we want to create or the families, you know? So I think there's a lot of like macro and micro, you know, that we're kind of creating, you know, whether it's per project or per month, but yeah. So, so creating a morning ritual and just making sure that my day is starting on the right way, you know, and also reverse engineering. Like if I know that I have to be on set by 8am and if I want to make sure that I have that ritual, then my day has to start at six. And then also just, you know, I've learned over the years, you know, I think I started a meditation practice maybe three, four years ago. And just even being on set, television and film is like this really funny world where like you have to kind of hurry up and then there's like this like downtime, you know? So, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, on set, you got to be ready to go. So just knowing like, okay, what type of 
ritual do I need to create even like going into a character or a scene or work? How do I want to create my space, you know, whether it's in my trailer or even like when we're, I don't know, just like by the chairs or video village. I found that meditation is something that I could kind of drop into even before scene. They're kind of like setting up the lights and moving the camera. There's 10 minutes. Okay. Rather than kind of like going to the crafty table, which I used to do all the time, uh-huh. right? Right? And just kind of <laughs> That's like. That's where I live. Yeah. And just kind of like chit chat and just kind of like waste time. Like, really, okay. I have an important scene coming up. I'm going to kind of like take 15 minutes to myself and ground in and just kind of, and maybe I meditate. Maybe I'm, you know, if I don't have time to go back into the trailer, I'm just going to be here mm-hmm. and just kind of like take that time. And I think people around you, like, if they see you taking that space, they'll respect that, you yeah. know? So I've had to kind of create and discover and craft different rituals depending on the context and the environment. When did you even think to yourself, I need to craft rituals? When, when did you start to pull the health and wellness threads, so to speak, to say, I need to learn how to take care of my body. What triggered it? Yeah, you know, I want to say 2010, uh, when when Heroes ended, I remember I just felt really funky health-wise because, uh, one, I think there was just a lot of stress that I was experiencing because of the hours, also just uh, physically having makeup put on you like you know three three four times a week you know you're around chemicals and you really have to kind of like take care of your body right i wasn't sleeping well and even when i was working with a trainer and stuff like that i just felt sort of like bloated you know trying to put on muscles for muscle sake and i just didn't really feel aligned to connect it with my relationship with food and exercise and my body so went through like a raw food retreat and that kind of blew my mind because it was my first time like being around that community and that kind of food. And I was like, oh my God, there's so many different ways we can create healthy food. And these are the ingredients and these are the things that I need to kind of like start having around my house, you know, and also learning to like detoxify my home and just started being aware of like how many chemicals that like, I'm putting in my body or like having around me physically every day and just things that I never even thought about, you know? It's amazing once you open your eyes to yeah. it and you start yeah. paying attention to it, it, it sort of, it's everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. even skin alone, right? It's the yes. biggest organ that we have and like literally every day we take a shower and we brush our teeth and whatever and, and just things that we are even like putting on our hair and our body every morning, you know, two, three times a day without even thinking about it. And then I like, I would open my closet and I'm like, oh my God, I was looking at all the things that I have and all the hair products that we use, or sometimes, you know, uh, it could be stuff on our body and never even thinking to like, look at the ingredients and like, okay, there's like literally 20 things in here. And these are all chemical terms that I have no idea what they are. Like, what am i doing to myself yeah yeah, what am i doing and these are things that like most people don't think about because i don't know just we've never really been either taught or having grown up you just kind of do what your family does what your parents do and and just you know if they didn't ask really you know any questions then you don't have the awareness to ask questions you know on your own until you do and then and then when you have your daughter I, it, that just opens your eyes even more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, having gone to some of these food retreats and then having done research and then, you know, just being part of that community and just talking to p- different people and then started listening to different podcasts and watching programs. And, and I'm like, wow. And it just, you know, I just kind of went down that rabbit hole and then going to places like, you know, OHI and just realizing, wow, there's so many things that we 
I'm not even thinking about. Like, you know, it wasn't even up until like year and a half that I didn't even know, oh, you're supposed to drink all your water like 10 minutes before your meals and not during your meals. And then like an hour after you finish eating. And I was like, what? 40 years, no one has taught me that, right? <laughs> Nobody taught me how to drink water. Yeah, like, yeah. Most basic This element. is like the most yes. basic, like, you know, how much water to drink, when to drink it, you know what I mean? It sounds like the most simplest thing. It has like huge effects on our lives, you know? And chewing 30 times, you know? And like, who does that? Like, no one really does it, you know? But I started like practicing it and I was like, oh, wow. Like, it really makes a difference, you know? And do I always do it every meal? Like, no, but just even having awareness of it and just yeah. kind of even asking those questions and, and then creating a practice as a family. Like, like definitely these are like things that I'm going to like impart to my children and like teach them and, and talk to them early about. And I feel like, why aren't these things taught at school? Why aren't taxes taught at school? There are so many life lessons that we need to learn that yeah. are not taught in school. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. true. All yeah. right, guys. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back because what I want to do is I want to talk about healthy detox practices that you can do at home, whether it is environmental, physical, emotional, and mental, and what you can do at home to help your children detox. We'll be right back. All right, Food Heals Nation. And speaking of keeping our kids healthy, especially over the holidays, I have a couple of faves that you've definitely heard me talk about on the show before, but these are just some incredible supplements to help keep your kids and yourselves healthy over the holiday season when we are bombarded with unhealthy food, unhealthy options, lots of sweets. And I get it. And I'm not telling you to go on an immediate diet or to not indulge once in a while, but let's make sure that we are taking our supplements, that we are doing everything that we can to mitigate the negative effects of those extra holiday parties. So we don't put on the extra holiday pounds. You know, let's start now. Let's start being proactive with ourselves, with our children, with our families, and be as healthy as we can over the holidays. So we're not feeling regret in 2020. So we're feeling empowered and excited. So here are two of my top faves. And of course, PS, you can get all my links and discount codes by downloading our holiday gift guide. That's at foodhealsnation.com. Just click on gift guide. It's right there. So the first must-have supplement for the holidays 2020 and beyond is probiotics. And of course, you know, I recommend Just Thrive. That's at justthrivehealth.com. You can use the Food Heals discount code. That's Food Heals 10 and you'll save 10% off your order. You can buy one time or you can get it to come monthly so that you never run out, which is what I do. I never run out of supplements. We know we need to keep our guts healthy in order to thrive, especially if we're feeling imbalanced or maybe we've had to take antibiotics when I was growing up, I got sick every year and I was pumped full of antibiotics and that was destroying my gut and my microflora and I didn't even know it. And so I've been repairing my gut from the damage I did as a kid. So if you're feeling unbalanced, if you or a loved one needed antibiotics for whatever reason, you've got to restore that gut healthy microflora, get it back into balance so that your digestion is working well, so that your brain is firing. You know, the gut is the second brain. We talked about that so much on the show. So this is a supplement you can take once a day, and it is absolutely my favorite because the problem is, is that there are so many options out there when it comes to choosing a probiotic, to choosing the right brand, because did you know that 95% of probiotics on the market are strains not designed by nature. Most of the time, the probiotics die before they even hit your gut, before they even make it to your digestive system. 
This is why I use Just Thrive because it is the world's first natural probiotic that always survives, makes it to the digestive system. Plus, once it gets there, it builds these like little factories inside our gut that produce essential nutrients like antioxidants. So it's great. It's packed with probiotics and antioxidants, everything you need. For more information to understand why they work, how they work, why I think they're the best, go back and listen to our episode with Tina Anderson. She's the founder of Thrive. That's episode two. Six seven of Food Heals. And my second recommendation to get you through the holidays and to fuel your body naturally is Energy Bits. Go to energybits.com. Coupon code, of course, is Food Heals. You will get 20% off. And these are really game changers, in my opinion. Since I started taking them, I have not gotten sick. There's been a few times where I felt the inklings of a sore throat coming on, and it never turned into anything because I was blasting my body with you know, my usual, my vitamin C, my probiotics, but I was taking the energy bits all day long. They have energy bits, recovery bits, beauty bits, and vitality bits. And they're zero carbs, one calorie, one ingredient that is algae, either spirulina or chlorella, or a combination of both, depending on which package you choose. And they're great for the holidays for two reasons. One is that the spirulina is very energizing, so it can help you get through your day of cooking, your day of holiday parties, your day of being extroverted, get you that energy that you need. And then the chlorella is really good for sleep. And it's also great for hangovers. So if you partake a little too much at a holiday party, then just take the chlorella directly after so you can wake up feeling refreshed and energy for the next holiday party or the next day of shopping or whatever it is that you need to do or the next, you know, hanging out with the family where you're going to a bunch of places, picking up grandma from the airport and doing all of the things. So the chlorella and spirulina, they work hand in hand and they're both good for different things, but they're both non-GMO, zero sugar, keto, and vegan. So for those of you like me who like to practice the intermittent fasting, this is a great way to get your nutrition in while you're fasting so that you're not getting cravings, so that you know if you do get a craving while you're fasting, it's actually probably emotional or triggered by something rather than hunger because with the energy bits, you're actually getting all the nutrition that you need. And if you're not intermittent fasting, it's still something that you can take all day to get in your daily greens, your daily nutrients, and your daily vitamins. Vitamins. I take them all throughout the day. They're really tiny. So I just pop like two to four in my mouth at a time. And then I do another, you know, two to four a couple hours later. And I just keep fueling my body all day, you know, and I love it because I'm a green juice drinker, but I can't drink green juice all day long. So I'll have my green juice usually in the morning, sometimes in the afternoon, but then I can get more greens by taking the energy bits, the recovery bits, the beauty bits, and or the vitality bits later throughout the day. They don't give you any type of coffee buzz or any type of thing like that, even though they are energizing. So I just want to let you know, because I did have that question come up from people who don't want to feel that way. There's no like jitters or anything like that you're going to feel. You're just going to feel more energy. And I swear by these things. I really, really love them. I pop them like candy. So check them out, energybits.com. Coupon code is FOODHEALS to save a generous 20% off. Great for kids, great for dogs. <laughs> Jackson loves them. He like begs for them whenever I open the bag. He like begs for them like candy. It's really cute. I'll have to post a video on Instagram. Check it out, energybits.com. Coupon code FOODHEALS. All right, now back to Ashley and I's interview with James. You're listening to the Food Heals Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. 
So we've been podcasting for a while and we've covered quite a few exciting things. But one thing that I think is really important for sharing and for my audience, because I'm not a parent, I don't have all of the health and detox tips for kids. And you are both amazing parents. You have a 10 month old, you have two children, and both of you are trying to be as conscious as you can without having a crazy life where you're just scrubbing down everything at all all times, because we can't protect our kids from everything, but we can do our best. So I would love to hear from both of you, some of your tips to help our children stay away from toxins and to detox and to teach them healthy plant-based eating and all of the good. So I would love to hear tips and tricks. Let's do it. I don't know if you've gone through this, but I mean, the benefit of being married to a neuroscientist is that she does a lot of research and mm-hmm. she understands a lot of the science terms. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So when Jamie was pregnant, we basically did an entire uh, house cleaning process where anything that had any toxins and any of the ingredients, we just got rid of it. So we took a couple of trash bags and literally like everything in the bathroom, wow. the kitchen, cleaning products. So like shampoo, cleaning yeah. products. Makeup, makeup. You know, what of that? It just went out. And what about uh, like paint and off-gassing? Like what can we do? Is there anything? Or we just go like, we'll just do our best. So I can't speak to that because I, I live in an apartment mm-hmm. and, and I love it and I love the community I'm in, but there, there are limitations as to what you can do in terms of yeah. the paint or the floor or, or that kind of thing. So I went through a similar process where I just, you know, stripped everything down. And if it's a question of how clean can I make the environment and still keep, you know, and a, still a ten, have sanity and eight in a 10 year old, right. And all of that. So it, my simple rule, it starts with when you enter the home, take your shoes off. Yeah, you know, I, I don't even want to think about where those yeah. shoes have been. Totally. Um, it, what, what they put on their body or what, what can I do in our environment? Not have candles that are gonna, you know, have Toxic all of that. Candles. Toxic candles. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have a really good air purifier that I've researched well and have in place? Yeah. So you know, you do what you can. You you start where you are. And yeah. diffusers are like the best thing ever. You know, like essential oil diffusers. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. right. Your your wife is in. Yeah, into totally. Essential yeah, oils. so we use a brand called DoTerra, and mm-hmm. and. We just, we use a lot of that, you know, because they have cleaning products and laundry detergents Mm -hmm. and a lot of it, you know, has essential oils infused, you know, natural ingredients, but just having diffusers around the house, is just like, oh, I just feel, it just creates like a calming environment. And we've used tons of oils for the baby and she has not been sick one day. Oh, since birth 10 months old yeah. not sick once yeah, yeah. great ever so um, amazing so hey, I give just, us I, a uh, give us an essential oil what what your cure-all or i know my wife i mean she would be the one uh-huh. that really could speak on this but yeah. we use lavender a lot mm-hmm. we use a thing called on guard you know which is like it comes in an oil but also like a spray so when uh, after kylea was born like every guest that came to visit like that was like the first thing like yeah. take your shoes off wash your hands and then we have the on guard and, <laughs> yes that is yeah, a great product yeah, it, it really kinda, is like, carry it with yeah. us and so but yeah like you know we used it on planes um you know in may i mean she literally turned five months and we all went to costa rica together you know wow. and so we were like okay first international trip she had, she had her own little passport which oh, is so funny <laughs> and we're like and you know we're like let's see how she do but like having the oils with us and just you know she was amazing and and so you know i think especially when you're traveling to different countries where you know when you're around a lot of people it's just it's just a good thing to have i think as a family you know and then also just kind of i don't know it's it's Having Jamie, you know, as as a wellness advocate, you know, and, and just being really 
sort of having a lot of the knowledge and understanding the literature and the research for the products has been so helpful because the whole house we use it for sleep, digestion, stress, just overall wellness, and, and it's been great. Well, I think let's break down essential oils a little bit because I think that sometimes essential oils are associated with things like crystals and things that not everyone believes are actually healing tools, Mm. but they are because essential oils are basically the immune system of a plant. So what you're doing is you're taking something very potent and very powerful and applying it to ourselves. And you're only using a very, very trace amount of that oil because Mm -hmm. a lot of it would be too much for us to handle so you're using very very small amounts on a child's body on a human's on as an adult i only use two drops rub it in breathe it in whatever it is that i need in that moment it's a very very sparing and so it's something that you're taking the immune system of a plant and using it as a tool to help our immune systems heal and i think it's it's super potent and super powerful but it almost gets a bad name It almost gets associated with things that might sound a little bit too woo-woo, but they are very, very healing tools. And I think that's why I'm really excited for Jamie to be on the show because I I think you guys can do a whole episode (laughs) about this because you really, and I think that's her passion too, understanding sort of like the, the neuroscience aspect of it so that it's not just like, you know, the Venice woo-woo community, but this has like scientific benefits and right. a lot of research and the data that's been coming out. But I know for me, like peppermint, I've brought peppermint, you know, to yes. set a lot. It's like an espresso shot just for my sinuses, Sorry, right? Yeah. And, yes. and, and yeah. When I was using it, you know, everybody on set was like, well, what is that? What are you doing? It's like, oh, it's like, yeah, just like, just put it on the back of your hand if your hands are clean and you could just lick it or just like breathe it in. And like, I remember one, <laughs> one film that I was doing, it was like an action film, you know, where we're playing like cops and like you know what i mean and like there was like fights and choreographed like like stunts and fighting and then for like five ten minutes everybody was like smelling essential oils on set because <laughs> of the peppermint that i brought so it was just like a really funny scene <laughs> i'm so glad that you bring that to set and you're like hello hollywood here's yeah, my yeah. here's the here's essential oil yeah. <laughs> every set should have a diffuser can you imagine you know just like yeah how calm everyone would be totally I used to be yelled at so much on set here's all your fuck ups here's all the things you did wrong when you're a PA you're like at the bottom of the barrel I mean if only those people just had a little meditation and some essential oils things might have gone a lot better yeah and like TV and film set could be a very sort of like stressful environment right and yeah, I just feel like come on like if, if everyone just began the day like yeah. on set with like uh, an essential oil like you know <laughs> breathing it in and like a meditation yeah that'd be amazing that'd be so good and what are some other things that you do at home? Um, so another thing, you know, that I try really hard to do, and I don't always get it right, is just to model how to eat, you know, and how. And so now my daughter's ten, and she she wants to be in my products. So yeah. I use it as an opportunity to say, this is why I use this, and there are other products that you we talk about your skin as an organ and how it's important. Just little teaching moments where you're not preaching, but you can kind of sneak it in, yeah. so that when she starts making her own decisions about what products she uses she's educated and and has the tools to understand what she's going to choose and why my son's not interested in it so we don't don't chat about (laughs) that yet but but my son for him i definitely have diffused the lavender it's calming in in moments that have been stressful for him so so yeah those are a couple of things we do yeah i feel like kids 
eat what parents eat, you know, mm-hmm. and like what you buy in the house. So yeah, I, I just feel like it really starts from the home. And, you know, I mean, I, you could preach, you know, all you want, but I mean, you, we are the first people that my kids are going to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously the things are so, so if I love, cause I eat greens with pretty much almost every meal, you know what I mean? So she's going to be curious about greens. Yeah. You know? Like and then, I mean, because I eat sometimes I eat like a bag of spinach, like chips. You know, I'm, I'm weird like that, and I give it to my daughter, and she, you know, she loves it. Well, people, especially children, they do what you do, not what you say, right? Mm-hmm. And so, is that something that you guys are using as a model? You're just like, I'm going to do this. Like, I remember I had an amazing interview on the show where it was Green Smoothie Girl Robin Openshaw, and she talked about how once she got healthy, she wasn't sure how to model it to her children, and she just started making green smoothies every day. And then her kid would be like, Mommy, what's that? She'd be like, that's Mommy's ice cream. And her kid would be like, well, I want Mommy. No, that's Mommy's. And then it basically became, Mommy's ice cream became the kid's go-to. I remember that and, show. Right, yeah. and she just taught her child to eat green by making it something coveted that mommy was doing that was ice cream always sounds enticing so it's like about the language as well oh yeah and they're so curious about like anytime i'm making a smoothie like my daughter is like she wants some she just naturally grabs for it and i could you know we use ingredients that you know it's all she can have you know and so yeah totally well two things they you know they they say that children learn what they live and Mm -hmm. i think that's absolutely true another thing i read when I was um, pregnant with my daughter, is somebody said, start as you mean to go on. And so what you're talking about, you know, eight, nine months, your daughter trying this stuff, you're starting as you mean to go on with her. I'll tell you that it doesn't always work out that easily. <laughs> you know, at some point they have a mind of their own and they would really rather have chips than kale. And as much as you try to do the kale chips, the answer is going to be no. And and at some point, you have to let them come to it on their own. I, yeah. I have found that if you just stay open and let them be curious and want to try, but accept that you're not always going to be able to have your way with their food choices. Mm-hmm. That's the yeah. hard part. I, I feel like this is where education comes in because I want my kids to know, like, don't just don't eat greens because we said so. Mm-hmm. Like, like where do greens come from? And, and right. you know what I mean. And like, what what makes greens good? You know, uh, I mean, they can't be bad greens. You know, if it's not grown in the right places mm-hmm. or the right way. So, and just kind of, I want them to learn just and appreciate like how food is made and where it comes from, what it does, and you know, and that it's an exchange of energy mm-hmm. and. And I just feel like, and I want them to have an experience working on a farm or what farm to table looks like mm-hmm. or like touching soil and, and just being able to witness like the process of how You're all so of this right. works, yeah. you know, then it just kind of gains an appreciation. You know, there's a great TED talk where this guy says, you know, if kids plant kale, they will eat kale. So, so true. true. Yes. It's true. They love to see things grow mm-hmm. and they love to be a part of that. And, and just getting them out in the environment of, you know, some of our farm trips have been or out to the country have been the best sparked really good conversations saturday mornings at the farmer's market Mm -hmm. where you play we play this game where we say 
you know, go find the craziest vegetable you can find and then challenge mom to cook it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it becomes that. a game. And what they don't know is you can, you know, throw a little olive oil on anything and yeah. roast it and you're fine. Yeah. But um, Google but, any yeah. recipe for any totally. vegetable. But you're right. Getting a hands-on experience does so much to keep them interested in it. Yeah. Um, so uh, Jamie's older sister now has a farm in Michigan. It's called Clarkston Farms, and they're like literally growing everything. They have their, you know, like wild stock and, and animals. And so it's become a tradition for us to go there every summer. And now they're creating like these summer camps. And like, I want all of our children to like go through it and be on it. And, yeah. you know, every summer, not only get to like spend time with, you know, their cousins and aunts and uncles, but really like be on the farm and like plant this. And oh my God, like a month later, like this is what happened. We're come back, you know, next yeah. year. It's like, see, like this is the things that you, like you planted the seed and like now look what it's like. I would like to ask both of you one last question when it comes to healthy parenting. What is one tip? What is the number one thing you would tell people? as a new parent to do, because I know there's so much that you learn and discover, but like, what is one thing that you're like this? I had no idea, or maybe you did know, but you would tell people like, this is very important and it's very easy or, you know, give us the goods. I know what's helped us is we read a book called 12 hours of sleep by 12 weeks. And it was a sleep training book, but not in sort of like that militant way. Like it was all about just creating a consistent schedule during the day mm-hmm. in terms of feeding, naps, and then just creating an environment for that ritual. Again, it all comes back to like, you know what I mean? And yeah. babies are, I've learned that they're like artificial intelligence. They're like AI, like you give them a program and they will learn it, you know? It's so our daughter starting at like eight, nine weeks, you know, we kind of implemented this ritual and she was sleeping 11, 12 hours a night. And that was like a huge game changer (laughs) for, because I know people who have one-year-olds and they're still kind of struggling through the sleeping schedule. And so for us to start when she was like a little over two months old, it affects your well-being and then your marriage, just Mm -hmm. the family dynamics. So I think that was like one of the best things that we've implemented. Elimination communication, which is about, you know, our daughter had her own potty since, I don't know, when she was like four or five months, you know, we started with like a small potty and then moved to like a a bigger thing. And so when she has to go like number two, like that's pretty much consistently like almost 99%. So that's another thing too, you know, I don't think any human being, whether you're a baby or an adult, they want, they want to like sit in their own poo. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel good. Yeah. 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 That's my number one goal. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well done you. I don't know about you. Yeah. So just even creating that system and just like letting her know like that's available and just giving opportunities during the day. Like those two things has helped us tremendously. So I would recommend that for any new parents. Well, the sleep thing. I mean, I don't know anyone that's accomplished that. So. That's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And, that that is, that. yeah, yeah. You could and you could just get it on Amazon and it's available cool. and it's just it's so and it's worked. Like I've recommended it to friends and they've gotten it like even late in the game. They're like, Oh my god, thank yeah, yeah. better late than never. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. What you got, Ash? Well, so this isn't original to me. I heard somebody say this and it just stuck with me because yeah. uh, so what this this person said, I can't I, I regret I can't remember who it was. She said Every time you walk into a room and your child is there, let the look on your face reflect how you feel about them, right? Because you can get so caught up in the hustle and bustle and the changing diapers and the getting the groceries and all these life things that you forget to just 
pause and connect with your child and let them feel, let them see what you actually feel. Like that you see this human who is just so incredible and so wonderfully made and such a gift in your life. And you just run past because you got to turn the laundry over, right? right? They need to see you appreciating them. And I think that that just underpins so much of building a relationship with your child. I think that is like so beautifully said. And I think it applies to your romantic relationships. I think it applies to your relationships with your pets. I think it applies to your relationships with your friends. Like people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel. People remember like when you walk in the door and you are a light or you are negative. So let's not walk in the door being negative and stressed out from our day, no matter who we're about to greet, because that affects that person. So I think that's really a beautiful thing for children and for everyone in our lives. I feel like that's such a great advice for life. (laughs) Just like anytime you come across any like being, I just, yeah. And it's, it's amazing how babies read our faces. They're like mirrors. Yes. You know? And they will copy and mimic your expressions. And it, it's crazy. My daughter does things, you know, like like she will reflect if I smile or if we laugh, she kind of reflects that. Yeah. And then, you know, there's like sometimes, you know, there's certain noises that she makes. I'm like, where does she? Oh my God. Like I was doing that, like, you know, whatever. And she's kind of like now copying it. You know, it's like, they're, they're, they're like machines, you know, that are like just like learning they learn every day. so much. Yeah. And they pick up on your energy too. Mm-hmm. So I have to remind myself, you know, sometimes I just need to go to the laundry room and take a few breaths, you know, and, and get recentered so that I can be with them and, and be the mom I want to be. Yeah. So a lot of times it's just taking that breath, just taking that pause, even when you don't think you've got the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, because they do, they soak that energy in. All right. Well, before we wrap up, James, you have a brand new movie to tell us about. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's called Seven Days to Vegas. It's about a crazy bet that took place in the desert based on a real life uh, story, by the way. Whose um, story? Your story or someone else's? No, else's? no. Um, so it was actually the brainchild of uh, Vince Van Patten, who's uh, one of the main anchors at the World Poker Tour. Yeah. So uh, it was kind of based on some of his life experiences in the 90s. And so there's a lot of like cameos from like the poker world in the movie, if you're a fan cool. of poker. And um, But it was about a bet, you know, if, if uh, a person could walk from Los Angeles to Las Vegas in seven days. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to watch the movie to find out. Uh, okay. But it's great ensemble cast, you know. Just uh, had a really fun time making it. And who do you um, play? Uh, so I play Wing, uh, which is uh, so Vince plays the main character, and he has his two best friends. One's his brother, and the other one is me. A lot of silly characters, and <laughs> you know, it's just one of those like fun movies where you know they kind of like make fun of everybody and everyone has a good laugh it sounds good i'm curious are you anything like the character you play maybe it's a bigger question right what parts of your characters do you bring yourself into versus you leave the role and that some piece of that character has come with you yeah um so funny because i feel like every character that i've played even the ones that felt so like foreign were like, oh my God, I don't know how to play this character. <laughs> By the way, it, it excites me when it either feels scary or I'm like, I don't know, like what's my way in? 
that's when I know I'm like, okay, I'm doing the project that I'm supposed to do. Because when it's like super comfortable and when it feels like, oh, I know this character, then I just feel like it's just not that interesting, you know? I mean, I would never approach any character that way because I just feel like my approach is always like curiosity and wonder. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, fresh late, like, what is this guy about? And then just kind of going from there. Yeah, I would say, uh, especially there's been like plays and theater pieces where I would work on the material and then the material works on you. And I've had some really strange meta experiences where I play a character and I, like, I'm playing a father. This was before, like, I had the baby, but I was playing a father. And the next thing I know, like, I'm walking through, like, my dad's shoes and then like and then just a lot of stuff that like between me and like my father came up that i felt like i hadn't either processed through or where it was like really like confronting that i had to like work through and yeah. i was just like wow and so things like that have happened obviously i love like anything action sci-fi where things that like you know really kind of like my body could get into anything yeah. physical you know so you know those are the roles that i really kind of like embrace but yeah like acting is just really this interesting thing where it's like both physical and psychological and also spiritual so i've learned to kind of create rituals i feel like it's like the theme of this episode of like <laughs> of like okay like i'm now beginning a project and then i'm finishing a project so like if i've worked on something for a couple of months then really taking that week not just like okay it's done like on to the next thing but like taking a week to like okay I did this with the play that I did down in La Jolla. Like I slowly drove up the coast and I took a week of just kind of like processing and integrating, but also like, okay, like I'm, I'm finished with this character and this project and I'm kind of like now like releasing it, you know? So I think having that ritual, whether like it's daily of like going to work and then coming back from work and also like, okay, like I'm now stepping into this character and I'm now stepping out because I'm going back home to my family yeah. and I, you know, and I want to kind of make sure like those two worlds are separate. Uh, so for me, it's been really valuable to like create that distinction. Beautiful. It's interesting. Where can everyone find you guys both online, watch the film and, you know, find out more about what you're doing. Stalk you on Instagram, all the things. Um, so I am at Kick Ash Life. Play on my name. Best Ash name Life. ever. Yeah. So it. I'm at um, Insta Kick Ash Life. Um, yeah, I'm just at James Kaisen, my name on all the social, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. And um, the movie, you could go to 7daystovegas.com. Uh, if you want to see the trailers and, you know, other info and... Um, just my website. You could go to jameskeisen.com and it just, you know, has a bunch of stuff you could watch, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and you and Jamie have the best Instagrams because you show what you're doing. You show your kid. It's really cute. She always sings. Uh, You've got wellness tips yeah, and fitness no, tips. She's, she's, she's really good with all the, um, you know, the uh, all the wellness stuff, wellness stuff she's doing. I do a thing sometimes called Fitness Fridays where I'm sharing, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of the fitness tips. Um, try to be more consistent with that. But uh, yeah, heads up, a lot of my socials has just like my baby. Which seems to get so much That's more, okay. like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like uh, comments. And, we like, don't want to know how to work share. out. Yeah, like, we want to <laughs> see yeah, you. Like, no one cares baby. about you, but your yeah. daughter. Please give me mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here both. Uh, I really so much appreciate fun. it. Pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? 
Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. It was an experience I will never forget, and I ended up shipping like six bottles of it home because I couldn't bear to go back to store-bought processed olive oil. Well, the same thing happened to TJ Robinson. He's also known as the olive oil hunter. He learned that olive oil packs the most flavor and the healthiest nutrients when it's fresh from the farm. And that's the problem with your typical like supermarket olive oil The olive oil is not fresh. They can sit on the shelf for months, years, growing stale. And that's why I'm so excited that I now get my olive oil direct from small award-winning farms. Thanks to TJ, who I just did an olive oil tasting with, which was so fun. I absolutely fell in love with their vibrant, fresh, grassy flavors. They're totally delicious. They're great on veggies, pasta, salad, you name it. And TJ has his fresh-pressed olive oil club and food heals nation he will send you a full-size bottle worth 39 dollars of one of the world's finest most artisanal olive oils fresh from the latest harvest but he's only going to charge you one dollar to help cover shipping there's no commitment to buy anything now or ever it's his gift to food heals nation so you can get your free 39 dollar bottle for just one dollar shipping taste the difference taste the freshness you can go to get fresh 323.com. That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed that fun interview with Ashley and James. And just a quick reminder before I let you go today that the Food Heals book does launch 1212. That's this Thursday. I am so thrilled and excited to birth this baby into the world. I hope you are too. And if you want to get it, you can just check it out at amazon.com. Buy the book. We're going to have it at the lowest price we'll ever offer it for the weekend of 1212, which is Thursday through Monday. So if you buy it, I would really appreciate it. It would mean so much to me. And I'm going to give you a gift. So if you buy it during that time for yourself, for your loved one, whoever needs this information in their lives, I'm going to give you a free gift. It's going to be my course. It's going to be free for you. If you email me your receipt at info at foodhealsnation.com, this can just be a screenshot of your Amazon or your Amazon email, whatever, I don't care. Just proof that you purchased it. Then I'm going to send you a free course, which is going to cover five ways to end emotional eating, drop that body shame for good and create a loving relationship with your body, with food, with yourself and lose the weight for good. And I'm really excited to share that with you. Jackson's excited too. He's barking in the background. Sorry about that. 
but you guys know what the book is about. It is literally healing stories from people who have been on this show. For many of you, thank you to all my listeners who submitted a story. You mean the world to me. I truly appreciate you. And, you know, it's Food Heals. It's physical, emotional, and spiritual stories. And, you know, the subtitle of the book kind of breaks it down. It is Food Heals, Physical, Emotional, and Spiritual Stories to Nourish Your Soul and Transform Your Health. Check it out at Amazon.com. And cheers to your good health, Food Heals Nation. See you next time. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to stop asking their boyfriends if they look fat in this dress. If you experience any of these symptoms, post a selfie to Instagram immediately. (laughs) 